Hello! Let's give a round of applause to our guests at home today. We want you to know today we have an awesome service. Wasn't that music great? It's great. Uh, I wish I could say the same about the guest we're about to have on with mm. Andy. Who is it, that? It's you. Oh, okay. I'm making a joke. Okay. I'm uh, making a joke at your expense because I'm just jealous that I wasn't on the road trip with you guys. So oh, that's what's happening. My so uh, here's the uh, exciting thing that's coming up. Baptism is on Saturday, August 28th in a legit river at the Rogers house. And we'll be celebrating those baptisms at our Flood Sunday service on August 29th, the very next day. If you are interested in learning more about bat baptism, maybe you're not quite ready for this next one, but you want to learn more, join us for our info session over lunch on August 22nd. And lastly, if Echo is an onion and you peel back the layers and you find in the center of this onion, generosity. No, but for real. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Oh, man. No, We're all but about for giving. Real. And we have an amazing opportunity to pour into our community through a back-to-school outreach, yes. partnering with the Boys and Girls Club and Riverside Elementary to provide backpacks and school supplies to children in need. You can sponsor one kid for $25, and you can give online by text or online mm -hmm. or by texting to 84321 um, on the website or your cell phone. Yeah. That's all for today. Enjoy service. Bye. Bye.
power of your name I exceeded in the heavenly place undefeated with the one who has conquered it all. This morning as I was processing us pausing in the middle of service and putting our focus on Jesus, I was reminded of the story in Exodus 12 where Moses is kind of midway in the little journey in the process to help the Israelites walk away from slavery, from bondage. And uh, at the very end, there's, there's one more plague that's gonna come and one more, one more challenge really of the, the Egyptian gods that had kind of laid hold uh, upon the Israelites and that God was going to just break them all down. And, that, and, and this was it. He was going to send the death angel throughout the land and then he gave instruction to the Israelites to do this one thing. And that one thing was to slaughter a lamb, to bake some unleavened bread, and to, in essence, celebrate that God is good. <laughs> it kind of sounds odd in the moment, but, but as I was uh, reading Exodus chapter 12, verse four, it says this, says, if any household is too small for the whole lamb, they must share one with the nearest neighbor. <laughs> so in the midst of this challenging moment within uh, really the, their community, God reminds his people that faith is not supposed to be done alone. And I know a lot of times in this culture, we, we put a lot of emphasis on our individual faith. But today I want to put it back onto the collective faith and the power of us gathering together in the name of Jesus. And today communion, as you, if you have it, go ahead and you can take the wafer off the top and prepare that, uh, prepare for that. And then the, the second layer would be opening up for the grape juice. But today I want to collectively come to the table of God. I want to lay aside distractions. I want to lay aside our chaotic lives. I want to lay uh, aside all those exciting things that we get to experience from week to week and come together and just say, Jesus, you are at the center. Anybody agree with that today? So the Israelites many, many years ago were instructed to do that type of celebration. And then Jesus comes on the scene and he gathers his disciples and he does this, the very same thing. And he says, break this bread and drink this blood. And when you do, remember me. So let us do that today. Can we pray? Jesus, we remember that your body was broken for me. In fact, Jesus, your body was broken for us. For us. 
God, some of us, we come into this space and we have an abundance, yet there are others who come and don't have enough. And just as you instructed the Israelites, if they had leftover lamb, leftover bread, that they were supposed to invite a neighbor. Today, God, what's what we do? If we have more, even if we have little, God, we are, we're, we're committed to focus on you, to put you at the center and just believe that, God, you are the God that provides and you are the God that has more than enough. And so today we put our hope and trust in you and we remember the body that was broken on our behalf. In Jesus' name, you may take the bread. And Jesus, your blood was spilled for the forgiveness of sins. And not the covering of sins, not the looking the other way of the sins, but forgiving sins. And God, we've missed the mark. We've screwed up. We've tried to do life by ourselves and our way. And today we come and repent. We turn from our ways and we turn towards yours. And today we say thank you for your blood that not only provides salvation, not only does it provide a relationship with our heavenly father, but God, it also forgives us and heals us. And so today we lean into those promises and we say, thank you. Thank you for the blood that was spilt for us. Not only individually, not for us, not for just me, but for us. So Jesus, we come in and we say, you are good. And we celebrate that as we partake. In Jesus' name, you may take. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Does anybody agree that God is good? Anybody? Okay, we can, we can try that a little bit better. Is anybody excited that God is on the throne? That Jesus is king. you know what? God calls us to be creative. Can I hear an amen? amen? God created us and I think we need to be in his image and also create. That's just kind of who, who we are. And as I was processing, thinking uh, kind of about this playlist thing, I was probably working on the Airstream and, and uh, a lot of people will come up to me like, you know, within ministry kind of circles, but man, you are so creative. And I, I was kind of thinking and processing this in my mind and I was thinking, man, I'm not, I'm actually not that creative in my mind. I don't think that but I do create. And, and I just want to instill that in all of you, that God has called you to create in your life, to be vessels uh, that, that mirror what God has done in you. Amen. So if it's your home, if it's at your workspace, if it is whatever, put in that scenario, God has called you to stand up and be a light and to put your faith and trust in him. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Anyway, I'm super excited for the message today, so check it out. Press play. 
It's early in the morning and I'm just pulling up to pick up Isaiah to go on a road trip. Here we are. What happened? What happened? Yeah, what happened? I tried to color it baby blue, but it's green. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dad's just gonna go. Look He's gonna how, be gone all day. He's gonna jump on the lily pad. Look how ugly he is. There we go. Oh, that was a kiss. Here we are. Where are we going there, Izzy? Up north. Up north. On a road trip. About midway there. I was wondering if you'd sing me a hymn. the cat drug in. Oh, oh there he is. There he is. It's a ride. It's in a ride. It's in a ride. You guys headed north? We're heading north. Wanna come with us? Let's go get some maple syrup, eh? Yeah. You betcha. <clears throat> the truth about picking up Isaac wasn't that I wanted him to come on an adventure with me, but I wanted him to do this. <laughs> Here we are, Isaiah. Here we are. We've made it this far. We've got the paddle cam, chest cam. <laughs> Say hi to the World Wide Web. Hello, World Wide Web. Now, hello, Echo. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Well, it's playlist, and we took an adventure. We're up north. We're not fishing, so we can tell everybody we're on Borden Lake, yeah. which is, do you, do you know where it is? No. <laughs> Up north. Up north. By Mill Ox. Say that again. By Mill Ox? Is that how you say that? By what? Mill Ox? <laughs> what is that, Andy? It's Mill Ox. Mill Ox. Mill Ox, Mill Ox. You say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> It's all the same. <gasps> wow. Anyway, man, I've asked you to join us to have a discussion, go on an adventure with, with me. And uh, big question, man, song, scripture, story. Yeah. Uh, what has the Lord been doing in your life? Yeah, and over the past few months, I feel like God's been bringing me to this new measure and understanding of like what trust looks like mm -hmm. not just like you know between relationships but like with him and it's just been it's been fun it's, hmm. been, it's been humbling it's been crazy feeling but it's been fun and rewarding all at the same time so tell me about that trust mm -hmm and what what recent change yeah. and trust testing exercise have you gone through? Mm -hmm. So for five years or so, I was um, working at a financial institution um, from the moment I graduated, even before that. And, you know, I saw myself retiring from this place and, and um, you know, had the posh life. I had the posh benefits, posh 401k, posh PTO that 
everyone at Mayo wishes that they had, <laughs> um, you know, and it was just, it was great. It was great. And, you know, I think about three years ago, I felt God say, do you trust me enough to release of that? And I didn't, obviously, um, until pretty recent in April. I, I went back to the same place where I felt God whisper to me and in the calmness of that moment. And a week and a half later, I, I quit my job. So this, so this playlist is all about quitting your job. Yeah. Quit your job. Quit it. <laughs> oh, man, that's a huge move, though. I mean, you had been thinking about it. You said it's three years. Yeah, three years in the making. Three years. Look that's at great. this. Look at this is ridiculous. Let me let me do a panoramic view. And there's the lakefront. And maybe you didn't see that, but here we are. Holy cow, man. Um tell me a little bit more about that. Was that difficult? Uh how did you feel? How'd that all go down? Yeah, I feel like for me it was like a secure thing, you know, you have that type of lifestyle, that job, and I feel like it was difficult for three years. I, you know, I feel like I stored the word, do you trust me, in the back of my mind. And, and then going back to that same exact spot in California, literally unexpected. And then just hearing that whisper again, like I just remember becoming like super emotional because it was just like this peace that took over after that moment. And, mm. and it had been talked about with me and my wife and you know, she's super encouraging to do it, but then I'm like, is this the right move? Like, you know, I held on to that security that, that was there. And, yeah. and so it wasn't easy, but it's like the best decision I made. I mean, really, what was your biggest hurdle in, in the trust component? Was it, was it you'd put your trust in to the financial organization to be your provider? Is that is that kind of? Yeah, I, would, I can relate 100%. Like, that the financial my financial institution that I was working for was my financial provider yeah and um, I think it took some time for me to let go of, of that provider quote unquote and look to you know the provider hmm which did you hear that scary. the provider scary <laughs> scary at times is that Lizzie Lizzie's the provider oh, I don't know <laughs> I wouldn't call you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so a V provider, God. Yeah. Right. Putting uh, your trust that financially um, and beyond that God's going to take care of you. And I think a lot of us, we, we look at God and we're like, yeah, God's taking care of us. Um, and because we have what we want, we have what we need. Um, maybe we have our health, right? Yeah. We have our family. Um, maybe we're living in our dream a little bit or fully and we're like, yeah, we trust God. Mm -hmm. But like you came to this water's edge moment, right? Yeah. You went to California, went and looked at the ocean, right? Yeah. The ultimate water's edge. Yeah. And then you felt like you were brought to a decision. Right. Like, yeah. It was just like a lot of like, like I had a bad attitude. My outlook on life was like, just like super cloudy, I could say. Not that like I hated my life or like hated my day to day. It was just like while I'm at work, like it was just like not not good. It wasn't a good headspace. It wasn't a good, you know. I feel like you could even say my perspective had changed from when I started there, mm. um, which like that was like a big 
like indicated for me like something's moving like mm-hmm. something's mm-hmm. something's in the works because like i love the place you yeah know? but it changed but it changed and that was kind of an indication of like well maybe there's a bigger story here right right gotcha and so if you were to play a song that kind of defines that moment in your life kind of what you're living in right now what song would that be and who sings it yeah Bridges by Johnny Swim, good old Johnny Swim. Okay, you gotta you gotta sing at least the chorus, one line. The one line is, uh, "Let the bridges burn." Or how? Gosh, I hate to put on the spot. <laughs> it's like burn all the bridges down, burn all the bridges down, and over and over it says that. Super repetitive, <laughs> but it's a good repetitive line. <gasps> What I love about playlists is we realize how most of us don't really know the lyrics. We only know just like one or two lines and then we make up the rest. Yeah, and then you just hear it on, on a repeat, baby. Phone. Yep. So, burning the bridges down. And then there's one other line um, that really jumped out to us when we were driving up here. Yeah. Um, wow. No need for. No need for safety now. Yes. I think here's the deal, man. We've gone through the last year, and that's been what's on our mind. Mm-hmm. And albeit, I'm I'm not saying be dumb. Mm-hmm. You should be smart. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if safety should be elevated to the top mm-hmm. of our life as well. Right. But we somehow find the safety of that. You okay there, Pastor? I almost wiped out. <laughs> You're just speaking to my soul there. <laughs> Just tremors. No, no, no. <laughs> right down to my ankles. <laughs> oh, man. We are not facing the right way. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. That's a song. Can you sing that? <laughs> sing it. Sing it. I was like, oh, my. <laughs> I can't. Why does this happen? We are on the lake, Isaiah. Oh, my God. We are now being passed by some pontooners. Some pontooners. I may actually try to help... Isaiah, fall off. He can't push me because I have all the video equipment. <laughs> okay, maybe I won't. But Yikes. those might be worse. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Why? I'm gonna ram him. I'll help you, Isaiah. I'm always willing to help. Always. Oh, you little shark. I can help myself. (laughs) The little shark got away from me. He got away from me. Uh, We just made our turn, and speaking about safety, uh, we are being safe. I know you think I'm saying not to be safe, but we do have our life preservers. Just... I know our wives are really worried about us today and our safety. They're really not. Yeah, they're not even thinking about us. <laughs> uh, truth bomb. Truth. Okay, so song. Mm-hmm. Burn the bridges down. Mm-hmm. No need for. Safety now. Yep. And um, what a great song. What a great song. But the scripture mm-hmm. and, and the story in scripture that you're kind of sitting on in that mm-hmm. season uh, tell us a little bit about that, Isaiah. Yeah, so like Matthew 8, and I think it starts in um, verses 23. Um, it's the disciples are all in a boat. It's calm. They're doing their thing, fishing. I would assume probably trying to provide for their, mm. for their 
family for themselves and out of nowhere scripture says like a storm came and winds began to blow and everyone starts to panic and they wake jesus from sleeping up you know in the boat and there's chaos this is waves and the yeah. water they think they're going to drown these are fishermen by the way right and they're freaking out so it's got to be bad it's got to be bad so they wake jesus up and jesus you know depending on the, the scripture context you read it it says ye of little faith mm. or men of little faith mm-hmm. or you know some versions say people of little faith why do you fear mm. and um i think it's super cool that he wakes up and then says that but in the matter of an instant the seas began to be still yeah and um the disciples they they question back and they who is this man mm-hmm. who is he yeah who is this man mm-hmm. i think that's actually like the most pertinent component of the story is you've got men who are familiar with the seas mm-hmm. And they they use every trusting factor that they have, right. and it still doesn't meet their need. Right. And then they wake Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus gets woke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's woke. Woke Jesus, baby. But then he wakes and he calms the seas, and then they say, who is this man? Yeah. And I think that's what's cool about trusting scenarios mm-hmm. like that in our life, my life, the disciples' life, is when we go through those scenarios and we get that, that other that other end, we see God and Jesus in a whole different light. Right. Otherwise, otherwise we wouldn't. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you see Jesus now? I mean, I would say, you know, safely that the financial institution was my provider. Mm -hmm. And I think through this process of like understanding this trust deeper, like it has caused me to even instill into my relationship now, like, we trust Jesus and he provides for us mm. and it's not the other way around. Cause I feel like so often, even culturally in society, we want to flip it where we become our own provider or the job becomes a provider. Yep. Or even if we have like, we have something to offer God. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's We're not right. careful. That creeps up. Right? right. And so, yeah, I think putting that full trust in him and knowing that he will provide and you know, he really has like, it's so it's cool. Been super cool to see. Super cool. Okay, we're going to turn again. Commercial break. So here we find ourselves Arms deep in the wishing well Holding to love, love that's ours Steady we've kept our eyes Clear from the exit sign Knowing that fear
What a crazy decision you made. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of guts. Yeah. I applaud you for that. I've made some gutsy calls in my life. And mm -hmm. I think what I've noticed is a lot of times you don't know that you're making the right decision until you get to the other side. Right. Right. I wish it was something different. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, very few of those big time changes in my life have I seen proof before I made the move? Right. So what I'm gathering with what the Lord has done in your life and what he wants to speak through your life is I think he wants to encourage us to burn the bridges down. Right. There's some people that are watching and yeah. and maybe it's comfort, maybe it's desire, maybe 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 yeah, financial stability is is in such concern. Maybe there's some people in unhealthy relationships, you know, that that you know, maybe the Lord's like, Are you trusting in that or can you trust in me? Right. And so I man, what a what a relevant discussion. Yeah. I think so many Christians, the image I have for them, including me from time to time. Mm -hmm is I like being on the shore, one foot on shore and the other on the paddleboard, yeah. right? Safe. And uh, I think the disciples would have loved to rewind and just stay on the shore that night. Mm -hmm. But the situation and scenario they found themselves in was really this testing moment of going, are we going to trust Jesus? And that's exactly what they did. And right. yes, Jesus says, ye of little faith, mm -hmm. but yet I commend them for waking Jesus yeah. and asking for help. And so I think of your scenario and like, what could you teach people that are like trying to figure out like, how do I navigate life? How do I make these decisions like you did, you did to honor God and step into maybe my calling? Yeah. So yeah, what are some practical things that we could give people to grab a hold of? Yeah, for me, it was like, like I pray every day, right? That's what I do, whether that be in the morning, evening, constantly throughout the day. I feel like I'm just like in my head praying about random things, but I took time like aside to intercess for myself to, mm. to press in for myself and to just hear and make sure that like that like this is it like is this the right call and through that process like god showed up and kept revealing kept revealing like this is it this is it and so you prayed i like that but like because i love sharing a realistic story mm -hmm. how long did that take i mean this isn't like praying one morning going kumbaya yeah. lord this is like this is months years 
Yeah, years. You said three I mean, years? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you could throw back to three years then. Um, definitely, was like, okay, something in the back of my head that, you know, throughout time, I feel like I would always bring back. But I would say, you know, over the past months, it was, like, hardcore. Like, Yeah, you it. it leveled up. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you started feeling something different. Yeah. You felt the tension, right? Right. Tension, network, yeah. different, different mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. feeling. Um, so another, how about this as a pr- another practice? You, you kind of started creating a plan. Yeah. What did, what did that plan look for you? I mean, so I didn't have something lined up right away. Like I quit for a job, for a job, quit my job without having a job, (laughs) but it was like the little steps of like, I'm going to try planning, you know, this is what I'm going to do and we're going to see what happens. Like, well, knowing that failure may, may be present. Mm. Okay. Because at this point, like, I I have nothing to lose because I don't have, you know, the job. So it was like planning, you know, long-term, short-term, you know, goals, if you will, to to be on this journey. And, you know, it was crazy to see, like, random things pop up after I quit. Mm. God provided with, like, random little jobs, like, going to do this or that, or, mm-hmm. you know, people reaching out, looking for someone to work for them, like, crazy stuff. Okay, I, we got to do it again. Sure. I was trying to, you kept paddling. Oh. He kept paddling, and he sent us into the reeds. How about this for another practical piece of advice? You had a plan. Mm-hmm. Now, that plan probably doesn't look like what everybody else's plan looked like. Yeah. But, but what was, what did you have lined up? Or I mean, what what was the deal there? Yeah, I mean, so like, honestly, I had nothing lined up after I'd quit. Like, no job lined up. But I think through that process of prayer, like one thing that I kept hearing God say is trust, trust, trust. Mm-hmm. And through that process of you know, planning what short-term, long-term looked like, because obviously I wanted to be proactive and wanted some type of plan, because, like, honestly, not having a plan, I feel like, is out of character for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to know something. Mm-hmm. And um, You were going to play your part. I was going to play my part. and um, yeah, But, but yeah, there to, you had to get jump off. Right. Still had to, like, let sure. go of that in that area, for yeah. sure. Let's give uh, them one more paddle to hold on to. Yeah, I think practical paddle here, practical. baby. Godly counsel, I think, was a huge part of my decision. Um, trusting people around you that mm-hmm. that can speak over your life mm-hmm. and the situation and mm-hmm. the season is like you need it. Yep. So there, there was me saying Isaiah, don't quit, and then there was my wife said, quit. Yeah. And that's the truth, right? Yeah. And so he had to decipher that, and so. He obviously thinks Christy's more spiritual, so he quit. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but you know what? That's the thing is I think that's that's the other thing is if you have a bunch of yes people or a bunch of no people in your life, yeah. and it's it's not like balanced in your life, right. be careful. Right. Right. Be careful because then you may not be getting truth. Right. And um, and I pride myself with truth, and at the same time, like practically i was being like no that's not that great but i was excited for you in a spiritual sense because you're going to experience a whole new trust level because of the testing that you willingly walked into and it's been cool to see how god showed up yeah so hey isaiah let's pray for us we need some we need some prayer yeah let's pray do it God, I just thank you so much for the people that um, are joining us here this morning online, that are in person, God. And I just pray like even in this moment, God, that you would just allow their heart to to just 
grow in faith and I pray that their faith would be, be beyond their own understanding, God. And I pray that whether it is a job change, God, whether it is even someone doubting their faith in you, Jesus, or, or still holding on to the shore, God, I pray that you would just speak in this moment in the way that I know you can. And we just ask for your Holy Spirit to, to come in and intervene in those people's behalves. And I just pray that people would learn to seek and know you on a deeper basis, God, and, and that you would just show up. That that you would just be present in their decision and 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 prove prove to them, God, that that the faith is there, Jesus. And I just thank you for what you're doing in this place and in this church. And and I pray that you would just allow me to speak um, and just be a light to the people that need it. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Isaiah, I love that prayer. Lord, prove, prove, prove to us. Amen. Love it. Back to shore. I'm going to try to knock him down. camera gear and he didn't even care he doesn't have a job he doesn't have a plan to pay for it and he was like I'm okay ruining all the water water gear that's not water gear I cannot tell you how happy I am that Andy fell in the water like, how great is that? You knew the whole time he's like prepping. If you ever spend any time around Pastor Andy, I mean, there's something coming your way. Like, you got to be kind of on your toes with Pastor Andy. You know, it's funny. I think some of us have this vision of God. And God's sitting up in heaven, and he's got long, flowing white hair and a robe, and he's kind of looking at us like this. And the funny thing is, I promise you God was laughing when Andy fell in the water. Like, I just, I just know it, right? I mean, I just know it. There's this idea that, man, our walk with Jesus is, listen, it's serious business. I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish that part of it, but man, the laughing is part of the deal too. Like God is hilarious. We don't always see him that way. God is, is with us on the journey. Man, when you trip and fall and do something ridiculous, I think God's right there smiling with you, you know? I just think that's how it works. And so one of the things we like to do here at Echo is we like to encourage anybody who's here to, to come along the journey with us. The good days, the falling in the water with probably thousands of dollars worth of video equipment. Did you, you hear how bad the microphone sounded at the end? Couldn't even under, uh, just, hey, it's his own fault. Let's just remember that. But also the days we fall in the water, the days we aren't quite sure what to do next, the days that we're hopeless. Jesus is there to be a part of that journey. So what we do here at Echo is we say a prayer every single week. And we say this prayer together. We all say it. And for some of us, you've maybe said it a hundred times. And for some of you, this might be the first time or the first time in a long time. But we say it together as a reminder of the journey we're on. And I want to invite you to do that with us. So would you guys stand? And let's say this prayer together, okay? Jesus, I surrender 
I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Now, one of my favorite parts about that story of Isaiah is that he is just on the journey. He has just started the journey. Like, he's three months in a quitness job, and let me tell you, he didn't find the perfect job like two weeks later. That had all this flexibility or whatever, all those other things he listed off, all the PTO. It wasn't about the, that, that he gave up this thing to get something else in terms of a tangible next step. Instead, what he's gotten is an opportunity to follow God a little closer to let go a little bit of the things that have maybe hold, held us back. And so what I love here in that part of it is that it is a process, it is a step. But what if, what if we as a church decided to radically be willing to make decisions and step out? Now I'm not telling you to quit your job, just so you know. I'm not quitting my job tomorrow, in case you're curious. But what if we decided as a church to radically step out in faith and maybe step off the shore a little bit, just a little bit. And I promise you the world will look different because of those steps. So let's take the next few minutes as we sing a song about stepping out and just consider the things that God maybe is challenging us in. Let's do that. Great is thy faithfulness Oh God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not Thy compassions, they fail not, as Thou hast been.
are so faithful. I, I love you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for every heart in this room, every new person and every veteran. Father, I pray that they would know your faithfulness this morning. They would taste and see that you are good. Love you, Lord. Just worship you. Why don't we just give God a shout of praise this morning? Father, we love you. There's a story in 1 Kings that's about a guy named Elisha. And God calls him to do something super big. And what he does is he goes back and he takes all his plowing equipment and he burns it. And he burns his cattle and he gives the meat to the neighbors and he goes and steps out in the thing that God has for him. He wasn't going to look back. He was going to trust God in those next steps. I met a man this morning and he was telling me, he said, 40 years ago in April, with a duffel bag and some soccer shoes and my documentation, I came to this country. And it was neat to talk to him because instead of hearing Isaiah step out of faith and kind of waiting to see how things are going to work out, he was telling me some of the amazing things that had happened in his life because he was willing to step out. He said he was dumb and stupid. And I was thinking about this. I think God kind of likes us dumb and stupid. Like, I just think he likes us like that, like young and, and kind of naive to the, the, the risks we're taking. Have you ever noticed you're way, willing to, way more willing to take big risks in like your 20s and then your 30s, your risks get really small. And then by the time you're in your 40s, maybe you're ordering the same meal at a restaurant every single time because you're like, I'm not going to risk trying something else. I think God likes us kind of young and like young mentally at least and kind of stupid that way. I think that's such a cool way to think about it. At Echo, we like to celebrate some people. Would you guys do this with me? Let's celebrate some people I visited today for the first time. And what about celebrating those that said the prayer for the first time or maybe the first time in a long time? Yeah, that's huge. Can't wait to see you next week. Thanks so much.